the fullness of God lives inside of you. And you're not walking half-heartedly as a Christian, one foot in and one foot out. You're walking fully in, are you not? talk about a house divided in in Luke 11 and in verse 14 talks about a house divided and we know that a house divided cannot stand because in a church like ours where we do cast out demons all the time and I believe that each and every one of you casts out demons you're you're strengthened you know you know how you are equipped you're anointed of God right there's a few things I really want to make a point here so I'm going to just start reading in verse 14 it says and he was casting out a demon and it was mute. This is referring to Jesus. So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. So here we have Jesus casting out a spirit of a mute man, right? But then some said, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. So here Jesus just gets done casting out a demon and now he's being ridiculed and accused of doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. How many of you guys can say, I can relate? <laughs> yeah, we can relate. Oh, that's, she must be a witch, you know, that, that's witchcraft. But the people are getting healed and the people are getting delivered and the people are getting saved. But then the religious spirits start to rise up and they just, they, they go against that which God says is actually right and correct. They did it to Jesus. We know they're going to do it for us too. But others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falls. People, this is true no matter what, even if you're not casting out a demon. A house divided against itself will fall. Be warned. No house divided against itself will stand. So make sure that you do what you need to do to, to make sure your house is not divided. Say, my house is not going to be divided. My house is unified. And I'm talking about your literal home and your family right now. I'm talking about your home and I'm talking about your family. Now, the same is true for your house, meaning you. Your house, meaning you. You cannot be divided. You cannot be one day say, I claim the healing of God, and the next day say, well, it must not have been true. Because that is a house divided. A house divided on many levels. How about when you come to church? The house of God cannot be divided. When the house of God is divided, the enemy comes in, right, because he's been given access. But we are not going to have a house that is divided. We're gonna, we, we pray for, we contend for the unity of the body. Amen? A house divided against itself falls. So verse 18, if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom does your son cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. What is the finger of God? It is the power of God. The finger of God is the power of God. Who lives on the inside of you? 
Jesus Christ, right? God, the Holy Spirit, right? And so that means the finger of God, the Everything of who he is lives, dwells on the inside of you. Therefore, you have all that you need for life and godliness. If the finger of God, it says, he says, surely the kingdom of God. If you cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So verse 21, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own, his own palace and goods are in, in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Let the church wake up. Let the church hear the truth. Let every ear be attentive to this word right now. And then he goes on to say, he who, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When unclean spirits go out of a man, he goes to dry places, seeking rest and finding none. And he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. And then he goes and he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and they dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So many people are afraid of even standing um, in, in this, our rightful authority, because they focus on seven worse are gonna come. So when they focus on the wrong thing, they receive nothing, they receive the lack, they receive what the enemy will bring, right, which is destruction. But they're not receiving the fullness of what God has for them. The seven demons coming in stronger is only in reference to those that have their house left empty. In other words, you've sw the house has been left empty. It has not been. You're not putting the word in. You're not thinking the thoughts of Christ. You're allowing your mind to have a sloppiness. In other words, a, a, an undisciplined life. The word of God is very clear. We have authority over the demonic realm. Now, people that will walk, people go, well, what about the sons of Sceva? How about in the book of Acts, you know, and they were pounced, right? And, and, and how about that whole story? Let me tell you something. There is demonic hierarchy. There is a ranking in the kingdom just as there is a ranking in the angelic being and in our just for people, right? Different levels of authority based on what you've exercised, what you've taken, and what you've used, right? And so God doesn't want to give you less. He wants to give you more because he's already provided it fully. But if you would just take the step that is necessary today and the next day and walk in your authority, you will start seeing the increase. You'll start seeing it to the point to where you're casting out demons and you're hearing people say, oh, I don't want to do that because it's seven times greater. is going And you're just going to get rid of all of them because you realize this is a lie to keep you limited to keep you bound how many of you heard a christian that has said this how many of you have heard a christian that said well you don't want seven times worse to come so i don't want i've heard people say this have you raise your hand if you've heard this statement some of you have yeah about half it's ridiculous this is this just shows that the teaching in this area needs to really continue to be because because this that kind of thinking will get you in trouble because it'll keep you basically it's like if i see there's provision right here but i'm afraid if i put my hand there to receive it if I, and then therefore something worse would happen the provision is available but i'm not going to walk in it i'm not going to walk in it and because of fear of lack fear of fear of being attacked you guys is not the lord good is not the lord your stronghold is he not He's, isn't he the one, the rock?
that you go to, that you stand upon? Does he not say that I have given you the kingdom? He, does he not tell you that everything that comes from me is good? Right? Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not shift. He doesn't change. He doesn't shift like a shadow. He says, I'm giving you good gifts. And so if you hear, there's about half of you that had this understanding where you've heard somebody say this, that is, um, about just being afraid of walking in your fullness identity. You need to, you need to realize, uh-uh, that thinking is literally coming from the enemy himself. He's a conniver. He literally will connive and twist the truth so that he can have his way. See, so I'm going to read it again. When a strong man, verse 21. Because I believe there, you know, there are some that really need to hear this because it's time to be totally 100% free. When a strong man, fully armed, armed, guards his own plate, his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger one than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all of his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. So number one, okay, I was saying the rankings of demons. Number two, there is, we don't trust in our armor. We trust in the one that's given it to us. We trust in God Almighty. We trust in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We don't trust in a, a thing. We don't trust in a circumstance. It says, he who is not with me is against me. Right after that statement, he who is not with me is against me. So we have to think about some of the things that Jesus says in his word. We have to think about them. So today as I was preaching about in Matthew, and I was um, talking about John the Baptist and how the word of the Lord says that, you know, other than, so from born from a woman, there has not been anyone greater than John the Baptist. Then it says, except for, right? But those that are the least in the kingdom are greater than he. So, Think about this for a moment. No one greater than John the Baptist? Really, Jesus? Because I'm thinking throughout the whole of Scripture, and I'm thinking Abraham. I'm thinking of David. I'm Moses. I'm thinking about some of these men of God, men and women, right, that were powerful. Elijah, Elisha. I'm thinking of, you know, so many of these people. But he says... No one greater, born of woman, right? And then, and then he says, but those that are least in the kingdom are greater than he. That means he is saying each and every one of us that understand uh, that when we walk in humility, we know being least is being the servant, right? When we're a servant working, living, and walking in the word, all of it. I, I, the full gospel, the whole council, that God says, you're the least in the kingdom. You're greater than John the Baptist, someone that was heralding that Jesus Christ is coming. He's returning, right? He's the one that was saying, repent. The kingdom of heaven is here, is at hand. He identified Jesus at the Jordan River and before the baptism and said, I am the one that should be taking and, and washing your feet and, and baptizing. I shouldn't, you should be baptizing me. Right? He's saying, what is this? This is, and Jesus says, no, let it be done according to, to fulfill the scripture. I'm talking about when we have the right understanding of our authority in Christ to walk as a valiant one. You're
You're casting out that demon. You're going to heal that individual, Christ in you. You're going to stand. You're going to have eyes to see. Because in reality, the Lord has already said out of his own mouth uh, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Even to the point of saying greater than John the Baptist. Sometimes you just have to have a revelation and put scripture together and connect some scriptures that really tell you of your identity in Christ. Because when you really walk with the identity, the true identity, that the fullness of Christ lives on the inside of you, then you're going to walk with the strength of God and you're going to do the things that he's called you to do with joy. We, we want to continue to have the increase. We always want more, but we don't lack. I don't lack joy. Do you lack joy? Because we don't lack Jesus. Um, Colossians chapter 2, 2 and 6, starting with verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ, we've all received Christ. Yes. As you have therefore received Christ, Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. What am I telling you today? To walk in him, to walk in the fullness, to not listen to a lie, to not listen to somebody's philosophy, empty philosophy, deceit, but to walk in the truth, walk in the Lord. He says, walk in him, rooted and built up in him. When we're rooted, we're, our roots go deep. When we're built, we're built up from glory to glory and from strength to strength. It says rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. See, thanksgiving is such a big part of your continual growth and your identity in Christ. Amen? When we're thankful. Then it says, beware lest anyone cheat you. That word cheat means to rob. That word cheat means to take or to spoil, okay, to ruin, to take. So beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. There's, there's a, a thinking, a teaching, and, you know, a lie that you don't want to do that. You don't want to go cast out demons because seven times worse are going to come upon you. That, I'm going to clue you all in on something right now if, if you don't already know this. That is only true to a person that doesn't walk wholeheartedly and in the obedience to the Lord. Okay? You do have casualties of war when you do go in areas you shouldn't be going in because your life is not in alignment with the word. When there's sin, when there's compromise, how can Beelzebub cast out Beelzebub? But every single time that we gather, I'm constantly reminding you of your identity in Christ, of the power of God in you, of the fact that when you live in right alignment with the Lord, God has everything that he has said in his word, and it's all for you. And you shouldn't just pick and choose, but you should realize the whole banqueting table has been provided for you. But he's saying, I want you to walk in obedience. I want you to walk in obedience. I want you to know that if you're full of fear and you're trying to cast out fear, it's probably not going to work. If you're full of anxiety, fear, which is just fear, and you're trying to cast out fear, it's probably not going to work. But if you're full of all kinds of sin and you're trying to cast out a demon, you're probably, yeah, that is when you're going to get a beating. This is what I'm teaching you right here, right now. We need to walk in the strength of God. It says when you walk in him. Because when we walk in him, people, we have to walk in step with the spirit so we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. I told you before there was somebody, you know, they, they uh, were smoking marijuana thinking it was okay to do this. 
And they decided at a party that they were at that they were going to cast out a demon because they knew about the whole demon thing. And <laughs> but they were smoking marijuana, and they decided they were going to go ahead and cast out a demon because there was somebody there that they could tell they were demonized. First of all, let me just tell you something. It didn't work. Thankfully, this individual didn't get pounced. Why? The goodness of God. He gives us an opportunity to wake up. You don't go live in compromise and then think you're going you're gonna to show up and you're going to show off. If you're having that mentality of showing up and showing off, you're already off. You're already so off. You're already thinking in, you're in pride. But God wants you to walk, remember, the least of these. The least. The least is greater. He says greater than John the Baptist. I really, really, really want to make a point here this morning about your identity. That Jesus is saying, we all think, wow, John the Baptist, great, amazing man of God, right? Yes, wonderful, wonderful. But we, the least of these, are greater than him? Yes. But we must walk in humility and walk in step with the word of God, disciplined. And when we do that, everything is available to us. Now, back in Colossians chapter 2, when, when we find our identity in who we are in Christ and we start to really understand the whole gospel of Christ, it's verse 8, be, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men. What do we need to be careful of? Well, there's going to be those that are going to try to take, spoil, and rob. Who are they? Those that are coming with philosophies, worldly philosophies, empty deceit. It's deceptive. It looks good, but it's deceptive. It's wrong. It's shallow. It's hollow. It's wrong. It's void of God's power. It's wrong. And then it says, according to the traditions of men. But we've always done it that way. Our family did it that way. It's a traditional. Well, if it's traditional, but it's not of God, you need to get rid of it. Just because they all bow down to saints and it was traditional, you all did it, doesn't mean you should be doing it, right? According to the tradition of men, according to the principles, it says, of the world and not according to Christ. See, sometimes we just got to go, oh, I got to get, we got to get all these scriptures in. Really, but how about just getting into the meat? How about digging deep into the meat of what I just got done reading right here? Instead of just wanting just all the, you know, here, just throw out that scripture and throw, let's see that person get delivered. We need, to, we need to also dig down deep because your security, your strength is going to come as you stand firmly rooted in the word of God. Rooted and grounded. And that's what we are doing. And it's so, so important. So I'm going to keep going on in verse 9. And it says, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead right? In him, in Christ, right? And you are complete in him. He's already telling you you're complete in him, who is the head of all principalities and powers. Right there we see a, um, you know, just a delineation of power, of all principalities and powers. We know if we were to turn over to Ephesians in chapter 6, that we also get a delineation of different powers, principalities, rulers of this age, right? We, we have a different um, levels of rankings, so right? If the fullness of God, Godhead, lives in us, he's talking to Christians, is he not? He's talking to believers. The fullness of God. I don't care if it is some big, huge, gnarly, demonic 
ancient spirit that has come against your family for years and years and years, and no one has been able to come up against it. The fullness of God lives inside of you, and you're not walking half-heartedly as a Christian, one foot in and one foot out. You're walking fully in, are you not? So therefore, you're walking in confidence that God who has who he has already sent you on this course is also able to keep you and cause that victory to come forth out of you. It right. says, in him dwells all. I have the word all circled in my Bible. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. And you are complete, verse 10, you are complete in him. Say, I'm complete in Christ. Who is the head of all principalities and powers. I am complete in Christ. If I am complete in Christ, and Christ is the head of all powers and principalities, and Christ is in me, who else is over powers and principalities? You are. You are also over powers and principalities. Don't believe the lie that says you're not. What is the key? I've already told you a couple times. To walk in... Obedience, time, but be quick to repent when you do mess up. Simple. Just be quick to repent. Lord, forgive me. I was acting in the flesh. Forgive me. And that's it. You don't beat yourself up over it, right? You don't beat yourself up. I've taught you this in the past. Let's go to um, chapter 2, verse 15. It says, having disarmed. Do you know what that word disarmed means? Spoiled. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them right? A public shame. He made, he made the enemy a public shame. Having spoiled the principalities and the powers. Go back to the beginning of Colossians, verse 8, where it said, beware lest anyone cheat you. I said that word cheat means to take, to rob, and to spoil. Be careful that no one spoils you. In other words, robs from you cheats through the empty deceit, right? Be aware, right? But then when we go back to verse 15, having Jesus, having spoiled the principalities, he having disarmed the principalities and the powers by making a public spectacle of them triumphing because he triumphed with the, with the cross. He triumphed over them, right? Amen? Hallelujah. So, Yes, you cannot cast out a demon if you are full of them, but you're not full of demons. You're full and filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled to the overflowing with the Holy Spirit. That's God's eternal flow. His, the very essence, the very power, the very kingdom of heaven living on the inside of you. God's He's his holy habitation living on the inside of you. But do we well dwell on that? Because when we dwell on that, you walk differently because you walk in the confidence that he wants you to walk in. You walk in the confidence that he wants you to walk in. And you know that the, the fullness of the Godhead lives on the inside of me. Filled to the overflow. Do we meditate on these truths? We need to. If we don't, we need to. You need to meditate on these truths in your own quiet time because you'll start seeing yourself rise up get built up, get strengthened, right? And no matter what's going on in your personal life, and everybody has different things going on, different attacks, different assignments, different assaults, you will rise up because you know, wait a minute, 
This is God's property. This is God's property. You are God's property. If you are God's property and we just read that he's disarmed powers and principalities, he's spoiled. Enemy is trying to spoil, disarm. He's trying to do this to us, rob us. But he did it to him. Jesus did it to him. The enemy's trying to do this to us, cheat us, spoil, rob, steal from us. But Jesus did it to him. And who lives on the inside of us? The victory, the victor, Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us. So therefore, he says, we already have the fullness of the Godhead living on the inside of us. His body, his spirit, fully, 100%. You're victorious. That thing that you need to pull down because you're being tried, the enemy's trying to rob from you, pull it down right now. You're in an atmosphere of miracles. Pull it down right now. That thing that you've been believing God for, but it looks like, uh-oh, might be taken. And it might be so pull it down from heaven. Pull it down from heaven. What is it that you need? Say it the Lord. What is it that you need? But I there's some people that need to speak it out loud, like literally verbally. Speak it by pulling it down. Father, we pull down right now the things that you have called us to have. Father, we bind every demonic assignment, everything that would come to spoil, to kill, to destroy, to steal, to rob from a child of God. Lord, I thank you that this is God's property. You already said it. You live on the inside of us. The fullness of the Godhead lives in us, the whole, you know, bodily. So I thank you right now. We call down from heaven. We pull down the riches. We pull down the provision we pull down the yeses we decree every obstacle right now is removed we thank you lord god that we are seated in the heavenly places lord we're seated in the heavenly places so therefore we have the right view you've given us the right view father every assignment that's working against us right now we cast it down we we dismantle it in the name of jesus let the faith right now of god in you rise up god's faith rise up in you in jesus name amen we do this by letting God abide in us. Let Jesus abide. Let Jesus abide in you richly. So now I want you to go over to, we're still in Colossians, but chapter 3 and in verse 16. Because it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It doesn't just say let the word of Christ dwell in you. It says let it, let it dwell in you richly in all wisdom. In all teaching and admonishing one another. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. When we sing and we go on to spontaneous singing, don't just think, oh, it's just because they like to sing. We are admonishing one another in songs, in hymns, in spiritual songs. Because your spirit man is hearing, receiving, and growing. And that's what we need for our spirits to be so much stronger than our souls. And when our spirits are so much stronger than our souls because we feed our spirit so much more than we feed our soul. Then we walk as one that is in right alignment with Christ. We walk up here. We walk seated in the heavenly places. We know where we're seated. We walk in the right authority. And we don't let the things that come to and fro in this life, in this life, the enemy that comes to and fro, fro right, to try to kill, still, and destroy. We don't let those things get us down. We remember where we're seated. We remembered where we are positioned. And we remember that we are God's property. It's really our confidence in Christ. It's really our authority in Christ that I'm talking about. It really does boil down to that. Our authority in Christ and our identity in him. And it, to be honest with you, much of 
what the word tells us and, and teaches us really does boil down to your faith in the authority God has given you and your willingness to receive the identity that God in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that you have that identity, that when you do, you walk with your head held up high and you walk with the confidence. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You hear the Lord, you do his will.